Hello, everyone. I am Alex Myron. And I'm Sydney Lynch. And this is Little Known Tracks. This week, we talk to Philly-based indie pop artist Noah Richardson. He believes in balance in life, spending a week at the gym for every $20 he spends at Taco Bell. After taking a brief halt for music, in college he realized his passion, switched his major, and utilized his time outside of class to learn more about music. He's been writing for the past three years, releasing his debut album in 2022 and several singles along the way. With plans to release music this summer, mixing in some rock, folk, and summertime vibes, we can all look forward to the summer of Noah Richardson. Without further ado, Don't Leave Me by Noah Richardson. Terracards and constellations I think love from losing patience World around us isn't feeling quite so strong Been burning sage and burning letters Faking space and pillow feathers Yeah, when you ain't here I wonder what took so long For you to come back to the place where Richardson, thank you so much for being on with us today. Thank you for having me. It is a pleasure. I think the first thing that we wanted to talk to you a little bit about was exercise. You said that's an important part of your life. You do that every day, so I would imagine as much. Uh, tell us a little bit about how that became such a, a big part of your life. I feel like for one, when I was like really like super young, I was like really, really scrawny and like really like lanky. I was like a tall kid. But, like, 
really skinny and I just looked very awkward and like wanted to um um I guess be bigger and such but exercise I think in general um is like important for me um in terms of like really helps me like mentally and like feel good in my body and everything um so it's just like one of those those things like I need it like a lot part of your routine pretty much yeah like I feel like if I don't exercise um well I also do a lot of eating like shit so like (laughs) I need to like I need to like also feel better about myself um yeah I have like a chronic like Taco Bell um addiction like it's like not it's really bad like I feel like I've eaten Taco Bell like once a week since like like 2018 like honestly like it's it's like bad like (laughs) i don't think i have had taco bell in like eight years so that's wild to hear i'm yeah i like that's wild for me to hear that you haven't had it (laughs) so long i'm just projecting i'm I'm just projecting it (laughs) acceptance has been a big part of my journey so far so I'm happy that except uh, except that you eat Taco Bell once a week. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, we don't have to talk about how I like we'll spend like like easy twenty dollars at Taco Bell. Like you don't need to be spending twenty dollars at Taco Bell, but I do. I feel like I it's hard to spend twenty dollars at a Taco Bell. Yeah, some people like struggle to do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with with ease, with ease, I do it. Um, it's all about balance, Taco Bell, and then you know. The gym routine and it what's all the, balances what, out. What's the, yeah, what's the the Joe Biden meme? It's like it's, it's good for the economy. It's good grows the economy. <laughs> so your your exercise routine is uh, is it more of like a lifting routine or like cardio or like are you and you're are you up in the morning or is it like an after everything else? Like how do you um, function in terms of that? I. I I like like to think uh, like I feel like I have this battle with myself every single day of like we're going to get up at first thing in the morning. First thing in the morning, what we're going to do is get up and go to the gym. I just like don't have the self-control or discipline to do so. I envy um, those people so much because uh, there's no way. But then like the hater in me is also like I see these people doing that. And I'm like, OK, like you, are you better than me? No, like, I don't, I don't. <laughs> you're better because you don't stay up until three in the morning. No, huh? Is that what morning. you think? You get eight hours of rest. Unreal. I bet you can't spend twenty dollars at Taco Bell. Oh, absolutely not. If they, not even if they tried. It is. Um, I I take my wins when I can get them. That's for sure. How, like like you said, like, you've been doing this for quite some time. Um, how did that, I guess, affect you? Because I think, like you said, it's, like, a big part of your mental health is, like, helpful. So mm-hmm. how did that kind of affect you over the course of time when you when you started going to the gym a little bit more, exercising a little bit? I don't know. It's, like, kind of, like, because you, like, kind of, like, accomplish something. And, like, even, um, I'm not, like, too versed in this, but even on, like, the neurotransmitter like level it's like good with like, endorphins and like helps your body and plus with like i guess body image and stuff as well like like i said like i used to be 
I used to be really, really scrawny and really lanky, and I used to be like very insecure about it. And then when I kind of like ended up filling out my frame, then I was feeling better. But I also I used to be like nearly three hundred pounds, and a lot of people don't know this, but yeah, I used to be like nearly three hundred pounds and ended up losing like uh, close to eighty pounds, eighty five pounds or so, which was which was quite the journey. I don't know. Sorry, I'm on a tangent. I don't really remember what I was saying. <laughs> uh, Listen, we're all we're all four tangents. That's that's why we're here. Of, part of conversation. That's fun. Fair enough. I'm glad this is safe to do that. <laughs> so, what's your go-to gym playlist? What are you listening to? What pumps you up when oh you're god. in your gym mode? Oh my god! You know what's like really crazy? Like sometimes I listen to really sad music. Like it, like really? No, I really like sometimes I don't like listen to something to pump me up. Like, and that's what you would think. Like sometimes I'm just in there and I'm I got like uh phoebe bridgers on and i'm like really sad or like i'm listening to um i think it was like listening to taylor swift like the whole taylor swift album i was listening to like the whole casey musgraves album um in the gym it's really bizarre i mean honestly if someone like saw me like a six five human being and then like looked at my ipod like while i was like working out they would be like is this man okay <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know um is that like that the standard so this is like the standard thing that i do no like I mean, a lot of times I do that, but also a lot of times, sure, I like listen to um, like podcasts, or I'll listen to like um, like audiobooks and stuff is what I'll do. Which eventually, I like I'll literally just tune out. Like I'll literally just tune out all of it, so it doesn't matter. I'm not making any progress in it, regardless. But that's neither here nor there. But no, like a lot of times, I found like like I'll just become because I'm being on tour, especially like um, I'm just music twenty four seven, like surrounded by it. So it's like I. I hate to say this because it like hurts my soul, but it's like I'm like no, like I need a actually like need a break from music, like for real, because like oh, for um, sure. it's like a real it's like a real thing. Um, even though it's your passion, it's like what you love most in this world. Like you still, um, you know, things need balance, I guess. Yeah, there's definitely some burnout in that. Like again, if you're surrounded by something twenty four seven, you're gonna you're gonna get a oh, little yeah. bit sick of it here and yeah. there. Yeah, and that's just like that's just a human thing, you know. Yeah, that's just a human thing. So tell us a little bit more about how you got your start in music. There's like two different things. Uh, I was like interested in music, and I loved music when, like, I, when I was a kid, like growing up, listening to what my parents had on the car. Um, my parents were divorced, so I had like two different like tastes of music. So like one car was like Taylor Swift and Pink, and like Bon Jovi and everything. And the other car was like Aerosmith and Guns N' Roses and like Van Halen. So like that's like the music and the Beatles. Like that was like the music I started to love like at first. And um, my dad like had a guitar. And when I was seven, he like got me one. And I was like, oh, like, I want to be like a rock star. And then like played it like loosely. My brother and I played. My brother's a little bit older than me. He's like, he's like a much better like guitar player than me. And he's starting to sing now. Like he sounds really, really good. But like... I like stopped doing it. I did it up to like 11. I knew like a little couple chords and uh, like, Hey there, Delilah, like trying to impress like my fifth grade girlfriend. I remember. And then uh, my mom like forced me to do musicals when I was a kid. And that's when like, I learned how to sing. Um, I had like really good like voice teachers or whatever, but like I somehow like ended up having like a voice and I love to sing and like perform like all that stuff. And like even some of like this the stuff like the songs from those musicals and all are like my favorite like music because it's like so ingrained in me and it's like it's also with the memories of like 
it being my first times like on a stage and like having fun like that like like it's still some of my favorite stuff um but eventually I was like bullied out of it I was bullied out of it like performing and like you know it just wasn't cool because I played like football I was like forced to play and um yeah I was like bullied out of all of it which was like really really upsetting um and just stopped doing it I didn't do it for I would only like really sing in the car like pick up guitar sometimes but I stopped playing um until I was 19 or 20 19 or 20 yeah um and it would be like briefly like sometimes like people would hear me like singing in a car or like something like that They'd be like oh well, you can kind of like hold a tune I guess I'm like okay like you know maybe like I could do something with this but it would never like anything like that but it came to a point um halfway through my pre-med program at Westchester University I was going to get kicked out of school and all this other stuff and I like got back to my dorm uh started went into my mini fridge started drinking um a bottle of pink lemonade spedka which was absolutely disgusting was getting I had to drink off the pain of nearly failing out of my pre-med thing and i was like i am going to write song lyrics i, I started writing, writing song lyrics i'm like i'm gonna be a songwriter and i'm not gonna look back because this is what i actually want to do with my life and i switched my major and rest history wow sorry that was a whole big <laughs> that was a whole big long story no that yeah, was that was that's wild that is yeah. like such an interesting progression uh to go from that and i think to like have that big of uh like i guess like a hiatus in in terms of like developing music it is crazy mm -hmm. like just jumping back into it and like full sending and like making the music that you do now which is so good um thank you thank you so talk to us a little bit about um when you did start making music again when you started writing what was the process for you like in terms of like writing and like starting to make your own music? I didn't have like a lot of like, I guess, musical technicality, but I had like my writing chops from just like, I loved, I loved creative writing. Like I absolutely love creative writing. And it was something I always like did, um, whether it was like poems or like, like stories or anything like that. Like low key when I was like being a pre-med student, I was also taking like film classes to like learn like screenwriting because I wanted to be like a screenwriter. Um, and um, it was kind of just like translating like um, my love of storytelling into like songwriting. So like I could write a poem and I'm like, I was also like, okay, like I know how to study for like pre-med stuff. I mean, I guess clearly not because I have like to, <laughs> but like, um, I know how to like separate things and study things. So I like literally like taught it at school. So I had classes and then like I had more school that I like set up for myself of like learning, like just watching on YouTube, all the things that I could, like trying to read as many things as I could, even like picking up classes at Westchester or even like, but people that I was friends with who like uh, were music majors, like I would like go talk to them and um, do that. And it was just an everyday, like, all the time it was just all the time just like trying to because i felt like i had to like catch up you know that like kind of fueled it too and like i felt like i had to catch up so i had this like kind of like anxiety about that so like i just like kept like kept working and once you hit that point of like talking to all those resources learning as much as you could was it like a natural progression when you started 
writing music of um like being able to you know put the pen to paper and have the lyrics and the melody all um you know all come out um yeah like like i would write songs like my early songs like i would write them and i could like um kind of just like I don't know, flesh them out, like pull them out and stuff. And um, I tried to write as many as I could. And like, I was thinking, like, I would write like my third song. I'm like, oh my God, this is going, I'm going to the Grammys. Like, this is going to be the one. This is the song. And like, they were all so bad. <laughs> they were all so <laughs> bad. Um, But it's cool though. Like, I I feel like I like to watch a lot of people, um, like, like uh, other creative people, like in interviews and stuff. And like, they say like, you kind of need a little bit of that, like delusion. Like you kind of do like honestly, you kinda of, you kinda of need like a little bit of that like delusion to like believe in yourself, even when like you're not that great yet. But um I think that was something I knew. I think I I knew like I just need to work harder and like like get more experience, I guess. Um and I could do, you know. Now you have you have like uh, a good bit of experience. You've released an album. Based on what you have told us about like your general music um interests and the musicals that you did and your interest in creative writing and screenplays and whatnot it feels like maybe right there is a possibility for you to get back to your roots and write a musical <laughs> i don't know i don't know how to do like a musical but i think a hundred percent like like people like um like donald glover like charles gabino um who can make music and make albums and then like go act and like um be in tv shows even stuff like dominic pike's doing right now with like acting um that's something i always wanted to get like i feel like uh i would want to get into because um yeah like i still have these like really crazy like screenwriting ideas and ideas for shows and like things to make and like things to do and it's like um, I think it'd be really cool to explore once I kind of get my feet in the door, like with music and stuff. So you recently re-released one of your early songs, Tangerine. Tell us a little yes. bit about the original writing process and why you decided to re-record and re-release uh, the song. Yeah. Um, so the original writing process for this song, um, I ended up writing it as like, like a joke or like practice like it wasn't like serious like i was just like writing it as like practice and i think i found like uh um i think i found like a hair tie or something of like a like an old girlfriend or or i like um was like just i just had like a breakup and i was like in this like i had all these like things i was thinking about because i like found like I don't know. I was like in my bed and I'm like, her hair is like in here still. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I just want to get over this. Like, I want to get over you. And then, um, I ended up writing this as like, kind of like a joke and like to practice. And, um, I ended up recording it like a demo in my basement. And then I sent it to my sister and, and she was like, this is actually good. Like, you should actually like put this out. You should like release this. And I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, and then I ended up putting it on, like, SoundCloud. It was on SoundCloud for a while, and then, like, a lot of people liked it. And um, people were, like, begging me to put it on Spotify and, like, Apple Music and stuff for the longest time. And I was like, no. <laughs> and then, um, 
uh yeah ended up i was like you know what? i want to like re-record it because a lot of people like want it i want to do it um for the fans and people want to hear it and I, I actually like really enjoy the song like i played it a lot on tour um and yeah i just wanted to, to remake it was was like remaking and like kind of uh like reworking the song was it kind of like um I guess not necessarily writing a new song, but what was like the feeling in terms of kind of redoing something and like looking at this piece of art that you've made and kind of reflecting and trying to uh, make it a little bit more relevant to your style and your sound now? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, um, I'm not really sure like what my goal was to like make it like entirely different, but maybe like a little, just a little more like, um, cause I wasn't trying to reinvent the wheel. Cause I feel like if I did too much different stuff, like, um, like people like it already, I didn't want to change it like too much. Um, but I do like what came of it because like, for one, I feel like since like, this is when I started and I feel like since when I started, like, I feel like, um, uh, my voice has become a lot stronger and I feel like um, I could kind of showcase that more like on this new version but I feel like this version is a lot more almost like matured I feel like it's um, a little like more sultry like a little more um, yeah just like kind of like maybe like more a uh, little R&B-ish like a little bit um, I'm not sure if I'm like saying the right term but yeah that's kind of like my take on it. So we talked a little bit about one of your earlier songs that you have uh, just recently uh, recently released. Uh, tell us a little bit about the other uh, more recent release, Seven Minutes in Heaven, which is, I assume, a song that has been written uh, a little bit closer to now than Tangerine. Honestly, it's closer to Tangerine than uh, it is to now, actually. Surprisingly enough. Yeah, Tinder is 2020. This was uh, summer 2021. I wrote this song, and I've been waiting for nearly two years. Yeah, tell us about the writing, recording, inspiration behind it. Okay, so writing it was... I just... This happened with, like, a bunch of songs. Uh, a couple on the album, like, Dead to Me and Painful. Um, I was writing with one of my really good friends, Dylan, and we didn't intentionally go to write. It was just, like... Um, we would go to practice and it never like we, we had to practice for some like shows we were doing and we would practice for maybe like 30 minutes tops and they were, it would end up like someone would stumble upon something and then we'd end up going the whole like the whole you go down the rabbit hole and you end up writing a song which is great it's an awesome thing to happen it's a great problem to have but you still have to practice and you, you didn't practice um but whatever um, but for this particular case, uh, this was like the second time that me and him, I think, have ever hung out. And um, I remember I was like playing like a chord progression and then like playing like a little bass line. And I was like, uh, I couldn't like sing it and do it at the same time. So I was like, here, can you like, can you do this? And I like threw him the guitar. I think, yeah, I like threw him, I gave him the guitar. And like I got up and I'm like, I do this like weird thing. I'll like pace around and like just start mumbling things. And, um, it's like really kind of crazy looking. <laughs> it's, it like works. It works. Um, but yeah, I was doing that and then like kind of like doing this like random melody. Like I had that like, I've seen your face. Then I had the chorus like right there. And um, but just didn't have it all pieced together. Um, 
And then I had words for the course, and then we like overlaid it, overlaid it, overlaid it, like tons of layers of me like screaming in different positions, like all around his apartment. Like I was literally, we had the a microphone in the bathroom, like I was screaming in that, um, which is like a whole thing. And um, it was a lot of fun. It was just like, really, really fun. And I was like, the song is fun. So like, I'm really happy that that the recording process was fun too, because like it just translates into that, like all that energy. It's like it's super um fulfilling to like know that and it's just fun like it's um it's really great because uh, i believe like energy transfers that way i really i really do like you can feel that within a song um but it's funny though too but the original demo had um i made one change to it and it was because the last line was uh it was goddamn a little angel so heaven sent and I was like, no, nah, it has to be like, goddamn, little devil, so heaven sent, because it'll be like a little switcher. It has to be, has to be like that. But yeah, we had that done. Uh, brought it to my producer, and he put on these like crazy drums on it. And then we were all kind of like, well, shit, okay, this is fun. <laughs> and um, I just had it. I had it on my phone for so long. I had it on my phone for so long. I would like show it to like a very select few people. There was one time uh, I was living um, in Westchester and we had a house party at my house and it was really saying like Sunday scaries. And then I ha- I was on the aux and then I randomly put it on like all these drunk people were in and I randomly put it on. And then all of a sudden everyone's like, yo, what the, what is this? And I was like, okay. I was like, wait, this is actually might be okay. People, people <laughs> like this. I'm, I'm validated. This is great. <laughs> and um yeah that was that and i just had to I, I sat on it for a while just like waiting for the i guess the right moment for it to be gone what a power move yeah to just like play it like because no one's <laughs> gonna like stop you yeah if you're I, in like a room full of drunk people and you put something on like who's gonna stop it well it was my house so if you don't like it you're getting kicked out <laughs> 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 like, you're getting kicked out i, I don't give a shit <laughs> Not only not only did you just insult me in my house, but it's my music, so you can leave. You can leave. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I feel like that's oh the god. most honest audience you would ever get too. Is a like if they didn't like group it. Of drunk, group they, of drunk they would people. let you know. Yeah. 100 <laughs> yeah. percent I, I definitely But they agree. were vibing with it. They were vibing with it, and the funny thing was too, like the verses didn't have like words they had just had mumbled like pieces of things so like they were drunk though so it doesn't like they don't understand they didn't know the chorus came in everyone was happy everyone was fine <laughs> all the words sounded like mumbled every word sounded like mumbled stuff to them it's it fine was, it was fine it was fine um that's so funny what was the um like what made you decide to like wait until like now basically to to release that I honestly really don't know. I I really don't know. Like I wanted to sit on it. Um uh just keep it in my back pocket. Well, because like I just had it all I just had it and then like I just kept coming up with like more music and more music and then like you know, I was like maybe I want to release this now and release this now and then it got to the point like okay, like um I feel like it was a good timing because I was announcing the tour. I was announcing the tour. I'm like, this will be my first single since the album. Like, all the buzz is here. So, like, I think this is a good time to to put it out. And um, I, th- I think it paid off. Honestly, it's, like, been taking off a lot um, stronger than my last songs. Um, and 
hopefully like we can keep the momentum going you know so keeping the momentum going do you have anything any more music written anything planned for release later later this year yes yes i do i have yeah i have tons of stuff that's uh, gonna come out uh this summer which i'm really 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 excited for um especially one yeah one song i wrote i well a couple songs i wrote like literally this year um some of my favorite songs that i have like that have yet to come out like i've written like earlier this year and um yeah i'm excited for it i'm really excited for it what can we maybe expect to hear in terms of like sonically like are we gonna hear like a lot of the same kind of like soul r&b a little bit of like other things mixed in or are we like stepping out into some other areas like what are we thinking in terms of that you can hear what's weird what's really weird is like i've been writing a lot of stuff that's like indie rock like a lot more indie rock um so there's gonna be one kind of like that and uh there may even be like a folk esque love song. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor Taylor's <laughs> Taylor Swift got to you. <laughs> this, is, this is yeah, for real. Taylor Taylor got to me. <laughs> As she does with everyone, man. She's so talented. She's, amazing. <laughs> She's the best. Um but yeah, something like that. But also just like still in the same vein as uh all pop indie pop fun. On top of that, um, by the time this comes out, I believe uh, the tour that you're about to go on tomorrow uh, will be over, unfortunately. But um, tell us a little bit about how you're feeling going into it. Again, that's starting tomorrow, and uh, you're going to go on tour. Just tell us a little bit about how that's been for you in the past and like how you're feeling now. I'm just, again, like I, like I just things don't like hit me. I guess it's not going to hit me until I'm like in the car, literally driving four hours. Um, at, I'm leaving it in like noon tomorrow, you know, like again, like um, a lot of the shows I was at on tour, like they didn't hit me until I was like there, you know, and I had to like get on stage. It's really strange. Um, but um, I'm really, really excited because I'm really excited. Um, I'm going with um, two of my really good friends um, and getting to go to places I've always wanted to go to, especially Nashville. I'm going to be in Nashville for a little bit. Um, I get to meet some of my friends down there and see some of them. Um, and just really kind of like see the city and see like the music culture down there. I'm really excited for, um, I think it's just gonna be an adventure. Like it's going to be fun. Like we're going to be roughing it a little bit, but it's going to be fun. Like I, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. Are you playing any of this new music that we can expect this summer on this tour? Oh, I'm playing unreleased music on this tour, yeah. I absolutely am. Um, yeah, I've actually been doing it quite a lot. I do this thing where, like, at the show, I'll be like, okay, can I trust you to not tell anybody about this? And usually it works out. <laughs> no one's no one squealed yet, so... No, but nobody has squealed yet. Um, nothing has been leaked to TMZ, so I think we're fine. <laughs> I think we're okay. And they get everything first, so you might as... In the clear. I trust you guys. I appreciate you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's super exciting. Um, Both the tour and the new music and just definitely looking forward to uh, the the summer of Noah Richardson. 
So um, let's hope. Let's let's hope. Yeah, <laughs> we can keep. Let's keep these good vibes going, man. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely here for it. Excited for excited for what comes next. Yeah. Um, Sydney, did you have any other questions for Noah Richardson? So where can we find and follow you online and listen to all of your music? Uh, so you can listen to my music on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, all that stuff. I'm on all the major uh, streaming platforms. Um, and I'm on, you can follow me on Instagram at Noah Richardson with two eyes. Um, just straight across Noah Richardson. Um, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, um, you know, on YouTube, I'm on YouTube as well. Sick. Perfect. Alrighty. Well, thank you. Once again, Noah Richardson, thank you so much for being on with us today. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for having me. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Little Known Tracks. If you or a loved one want to be featured, send us an email at littleknowntrackspodcast at gmail.com. Also, feel free to follow us over on Twitter and Instagram at LKTPod for more information about the podcast when episodes come out and occasionally giveaways and things of that nature. Thank you again for listening. See you next week.